What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the TSK Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. I am joined by my co-host, the one and only, Mr. 360, Tyler Pachelke. Before we start the show, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Be sure to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you want to find myself or Tyler on social media, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pachelke. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in keyword TSK Show. Check us out on Anchor as well, anchor.fm slash TSK Show, or just download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android. On this episode of the TSK Show, Tyler and I continue our five-part series ranking the top active players at each position in the NBA. Tonight is the fourth installment where we are going to rank the top 20 active power forwards in the NBA. So let's just get on right into it and start the show. Welcome to the sports kingdom What's up, DP? How you been? What's, what's going on? You know, I'm just ready for my favorite segment of the year. Yeah. Listing NBA players. It's, uh, it's time to list it. Love. But but the theme of this year is this is the end. One last dance. Because <laughs> we're we got, switching, we got, it. We we're switching it up next season. We're switching I, it up next season. I can't. I can't. I can't categorize players anymore. I feel just terrible doing it. I feel stupid doing it. And I just I don't want to do it anymore. The NBA is not a five position system. If you guys could look at the texts between me and Tyler of like being like, Oh, do you consider this guy a four? Do you consider this guy a four? Oh no, he's he's a center mostly. Yeah. It it you guys yeah. would go nuts I mean, at how I many think, times think, we have to check with each I other. I think on average there's probably twenty to twenty five players that we check on each position. At least. So we probably talked about over 100 players trying to, you know, just figure out what their position is. Which is crazy. Which is, which is dumb. It's, <laughs> it's a, it has nothing to do with anything. It's fucking. But, this, you know. And it's all completely subjective. It's yeah, we, our opinion. We just want to we just want to talk about some cool players and tell you where we see the talent in the NBA. where What names it's sitting next to. But the really interesting part is, and we can now say this since we've done it now two years in a row. Mm-hmm. And this now being the fourth installment this year, yeah, we're pretty much on the same page for a lot of this. Yeah, I think um, I think there's like tiers that are pretty obvious to to most people. There's always going to be these, you know, there's always going to be some people that like certain people and dislike certain people a little more than the next guy. But I think what you we always see is we always see that six to eight names. They were like pretty confident about. Yeah, I think there's that there's like that five to six names that are after that. They were pretty confident about. Um, the back ten is normally pretty similar. Uh, the top three, you know, the top one, two, three is pretty maybe like, even four. It, those are pretty like universally just known. Not even known, but just yeah, everyone's on the same page. They can yeah. see it uh, to a point. So I think it just kind of naturally does it. It's when you get to the eleven through twenty. The back ten, you get some disparity in where they're placed, but for the most part, players these names tend to group up. Yeah, but all right, yeah. So let's uh, let's get right into it. Uh, like I said at the top, we're doing the power forwards, mm-hmm. and uh, like we were talking about, this is this is our opinion of who we think the fours are in this league and and where we where we rank them amongst uh, their peers. So Tyler, who do you have for your eleven through twenty? 10 was really tough 
10 is where I was talking, you know, I like certain players more than others and dislike others. So uh, I'll save who number 10 is going to be. Uh, so I'm going to start out with a surprising Nikola Mirotic. I also have him at 11. Um, which I think he's definitely a top 10 talent. He's just just sitting on the outside right now. I got to see it more um, consistent. He, yeah. he, he did it last year in the playoffs. He really stepped it up uh, when Boogie went down for the Pelicans. He shaved the beard and he became a new person. The the Miritic is just a plug and play stud. He is like the Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tyrod <laughs> Taylor of freaking basketball players. You just put him in there and he plays well. Um, the next three guys, uh, uh, the next three guys are the, I think kind of the future. Um, they're they're going to be in the list. Uh, they're going to be higher on the list in the future. Okay. Twelve uh, is Kyle Kuzma. Thirteen is John Collins. 14 is Laurie Markkinen. Interesting. Uh, 15, I got Montrez Harrell. 16, Saikum. Uh Both Montrez and uh, Saikum, I think, are having just like breakout years statistically and with their teams. Um, and, and both their teams are playing well. 17, I got Derek Favors. 18, I got Marcus Morris. 19, I got Thad Young. And uh, rounding out the top 20 is the teenager, Marvin Bagley. Interesting. Um, I think he's got a super bright future, and uh, just his raw skill already, I think he deserves to be in the top 20. Um, he was one of my few guys that are just coming off the bench on my list. I think there's three, but he's one of them. Interesting. Um, a lot of the names I heard you say I have on my list. Uh, a few of them I don't. Yep. Uh, and a few of them I have ranked higher. I think uh, I think a lot of power forwards. Um, there's a t there's a ton of the mix that are in the uh, the ten to thirty range. I guess. Yeah. It's really tough to to chop out because I don't think my fifteen through twenty is necessarily that much better than twenty one through twenty five. Yeah. But so I, I mean, had to chop it off at twenty. For me, eleven I got Nikola Mirotic. Twelve I got Pascal Siakam. Thirteen I got John Collins. Fourteen Paul Millsap. Fifteen Montrezl Harrell. 16, Marvin Bagley the third, 17, DeMontis Sabonis, 18, Thad Young, 19, Jabari Parker, and 20, Marcus Morris. Yeah, we had we, we did have some that were pretty similar. I had John Collins at 13. I had Montrez at 15. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty pretty similar list. Uh, it, it is, there is some uh, disparity, though, for sure. DeMontis is definitely going to be a big one. Yeah, I, I know you have. I know you have. I know you have DeMontis in your top ten. You love him. Sycom is definitely. Uh, you got him a little higher, but I'm down with how you feel about him because I think he is. Uh, he's big time. So you just you had Kuz a little bit. Oh, Kuz is top ten to me. Yeah. See, you got you're trying Kuz to, and you're trying to make up for ranking Lonzo Ball lower than <laughs> I had him. Well, and so you I also, overcompensated with Kyle Kuz. I also have Lowry Markkinen in my top ten. Yeah, I just uh I guess with those guys I think they're there they're they're there they're going to skill wise um I just think the the other guys have just a little bit more to bring to the table still um but Kuzma and uh Markinen are definitely like future top 10 guys. Yeah, so all right, you said you were holding out on top uh, on 10, 10 and you were you were struggling with it. Who who did you end up settling I, with? I ended up going with DeMontis Sabonis. Oh, okay. Uh, because I mean, I just think that highly of him. He was my number 10 last year. Uh so back-to-back -back number 10 spots. Nice. Um, Consistency, I like because it. Because every time I watch him play, he can play with anybody. He can play with stars, he can play with the bench. Um he's the sixth man. 
No, uh, he's he's really good, and uh, he he's perfect, I think, for the team because uh, just like Lamar Odom was, is when you have a versatile uh, three man uh, three bigs rotation, and that guy can come off for either big, and you have a dynamic pairing. I mean, Sabonis can play with Thad Young, and you can go a little uh, faster, uh, a little more offensive centric, um, or or you can go big uh, and play him with Miles uh, Miles Turner. Turner. Um, so he, he's super versatile for the third best team in the East, um, who's had, you know, I think it's been over 20 games without Oladipo. So, yeah, um, it's like 23 you know, or 25, they're I winning think games now. for some, for some reason. And they're winning games. Uh, they're winning more games than Boston and Philly. I mean, they're, they're playing extremely well. Um, I love the Pacers squad this year. Um, it's cool that they've sustained their success, and I think Sabonis is really one of those pieces why. Uh, you know, 14 points a game, nine rebounds, not monster stats, but he's only, you know, he's getting 25 minutes rather than 30-plus. Yeah. Um, all of his, uh, all of those, like, metric stats, his shooting percentages, um, his plus-minuses, his pers are all super high. Um, and he's, you know, he's top 10 scorer for power forwards. He's number four in rebounds. Um, just a great player overall. Yeah. So at number ten, for me, he was actually number nine for me last year. So he actually took a step down, but he has improved. Uh, it's Aaron Gordon of the Orlando Magic. Yep. Um, it. Yes, he's progressed, but we were kind of expecting, I think, a bigger jump. It's funny that you said him. that word progress because I have him at number nine, so this is an easy okay. for us to talk about. Him. Yeah, you know, perfect. Nine, nine and ten. Um, my one thing is I think he needs to progress one more step. I completely to agree. To solidify himself in the NBA. Very similar to Brandon Ingram. Yeah. Uh, very similar. I, I mean, now that I think about it, as far as like the situation that they're in in their careers, Aaron Gordon, I think, is a little older than uh, just – a little more down the road than Brandon Ingram. Aaron Gordon, I think, has one or two more years. Yeah, so he on, so he does have in terms of service. He's only a year older, I think, age wise. But yeah. in terms of NBA years, Aaron Gordon, I think, has been in the league one or two yeah. more years. But um, Aaron Gordon is a, is a great talent and could be a really really good piece somewhere, especially if he got into an up tempo style team. Yeah, um, I'm surprised. I'm I'm surprised Orlando didn't try to move him. I think he at the at the deadline. I think last year he la, the last two years he was on the uptick. I think this year he's flattened out a little bit. Um, Jonathan Isaac and Mo Bamba, um, Orlando really likes. They're you know that's another couple good bigs that are there. So it's been tough. His name's been in the mix for trades. I think uh, so. You know that might have something to do with it. But he's you know he's got like a year left, and he could go the other. You know he could soon turn into a role player. Or a guy that you want, like, taking over your bench uh, squad rather than being a, a star in the NBA. Or even someone that quietly fizzles out. Yeah, because he, he's depending on his athleticism right now. So his game needs to keep developing. Um, something like Blake Griffin did, you know, he needs to develop a face-up jump shot. He needs to develop more ball handling skills. Uh, he needs to develop in the pick and roll still. Uh, but he's got all the tools to do it, so that's why I still have him at nine. Well, and that's why I have I him just, at ten is he can still be that number one option go-to player. There's still a lot of hope for him. Yeah, um, and I th and he definitely has the top ten talent, so I have him at nine. So at number nine for me is somebody I had 
in my top three last year. Oh, no. You didn't do it like that. <laughs> I Number did it like that. Oh, my God. Di- For those that can't see Tyler, he is backed away from the desk. <laughs> I'm back. Just say it. Draymond Green. God damn. Just do him dirty. I expect more out of him, though. Why? He's, what do you mean, why? What do you, what do you mean you expect more out? What do you, you think he's going to like up like up his points per game or something? I'll give you this. He... he Taking a dip in three point percentage is not good. It's been because huge. that was, and it's not just been a dip. And that is, that is for sure the um, the bad like the bad part of his season, it, I and, guess. And it hasn't even just been this dude's the three a, three point shooting. This guy's a, uh, a defensive player of the year candidate. He leads power forwards and assists by a bunch, mile a mile by, by a bunch. I mean, he's averaging over seven assists a game as a big guy. But best defensive player on their team. Um, one of the best passers on the team, obviously a great like leader, a no, great he, vocal presence. The Warriors wouldn't be factor. the Warriors wouldn't be who they are without him. But with everybody else garnering so much attention, he could give us a little more production. Yeah, but it's tough. I mean, they're it'd be just, in Golden State. They don't need him to do. They just need to play team ball and keep winning. That's all. They yeah. gotta just stay focused. He's just trying not to get bored, winning and beat, whooping everybody's ass all the time. Yeah, but I don't know. It's for me. It's I don't know. Now I'm look. I'm looking at my list now, and it's just like with Kevin Love and Porzingis being hurt for yeah. Porzingis being out for the year, and Kevin Love only playing six no, there, games this year. There's a lot of these guys where it's like their names are kind of carrying them, but I think that there's something to that. Exactly, and. But for me, it's like at seven and eight, I have two guys that you had in your top 20 mm-hmm. in Kuzma and Markinen. Kuzma at seven and Markinen at eight. They're giving a lot more production to their team than Draymond is, in my opinion. No, Draymond's impact no, may be but, more. But if you're a GM, if you're a coach, if you're a teammate, <laughs> what one do you want? If you're in any one of those three positions, who do you want on your team? Do you want Draymond Green or do you want fucking Kyle Kuzma or Laurie Markkinen? Who do you want? <laughs> Draymond. Yeah, that's I want the, Draymond. That's the answer. Damn that's it. how you do it. I mean, that's how you got to look damn at it, it. Tyler. That's you how, did it again. That's how you go- did it again, dude. I mean, Fuck. I've said it. I've said it forever, man. If Draymond Green wasn't on this Warriors team, he would for sure be one of my all-time favorite basketball players. But it's I I've never been it's it's never been easy for me to like love the Warriors. I don't yeah. hate on them by any means. No, right? I don't hate on them either. I don't love them, but uh, big big fan of big fan of Draymond. Um, Fuck you. At eight, I have a guy that you had in your back ten. Um, at eight, I had Paul Millsap. Okay. Um, to me, what Paul Millsap and this was this is another looking at it. He's even a guy where you can look at it for Kuzma. And uh, for Kuzma and marketing because he's the veteran on that Denver team. Yeah. He's made multiple playoff runs with multiple teams. So, I mean, he didn't just have one-offs with Utah. He didn't have one-offs with Atlanta. Yeah. He made multiple playoff runs and won series. You know, he got to conference finals. Um, 
this guy been an all star. He's a t- he's got a ton and I ton think. of valuable small school player, undersized big, um, chip on his shoulder. He's still super productive for that team. Not playing as many minutes as he used to, but I think Paul Millsap is still super super valuable and extremely valuable for that Denver team because they're so young and so inexperienced. They're going to lean on him when the playoffs come. Yeah, definitely. No, I mean, it's it's hard to argue with that. Yeah, no, I mean, Paul, but it, but it is tough. But there's it, also, there's that's also. That's why these lists are fun, though, because, you know, when age, age pro, uh, production this year, you know, guys right. like Montrez and Saikam who aren't necessarily exactly. like young, but they're. They're producing a bunch for this team. For me, and then I, you have Coos and Bagley and these guys. For me, I think I'm just really looking at it as like right now. Who lo- do you want? Yeah, not even right now. Who do you want? It's just like I'm just. Well, if you're building a team for the future, yeah, you know, it just all depends on where your team's at. But like, it's like if you're trying to win a series, or if you're trying to build a team, you know, for three, four years from now, that's one thing. But today, I practice. You know, today in the in the series coming up, it's the first round of the playoffs, or it's the championship round of the playoffs, the NBA Finals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, who who do you want to roll with? Yeah. Um, and so, so you said sev- seven was Kuz? Seven was Kuz and eight was Mark. God damn, Kuz was seventh best power forward. And I had him way down at 13. Yeah. I'm, um, people are, people are going to probably go crazy when they hear this. Uh, on me so seventh uh seven i got my man serge Ablaka. who uh, did you have at eight paul Millsap. oh that's right uh at seven i got my man serge Ablaka. i got him um, at six he's a guy that's like i mean he's just always so consistent with what he does he's a rim protector he's a extremely good defensive rebounder he can set the screen on the perimeter and he can hit down a mid-range jumper uh he can play the four he can play the five He's playing with Toronto, the best team in the East. Um, Milwaukee's know, the best team in the or, East right now. Well, I mean, okay. I, he's one of those four teams that's yeah, the best team in the East. I got you. Um, you know, and, and Toronto's rolling. And I think his versatility uh, is big time for them. Yeah, no, Serge is, is huge. He, he can play with Marcus Gasol, and he can play with Siakam. Exactly. And it it's it's kind of like the Sabonis situation mm-hmm. almost where it's, you have these mixes of bigs that you yeah. could run with in Toronto yeah. and you just always find well, Sergi Baca being yeah. one and the other two rotating out. And I mentioned when I mentioned Sabonis, I mentioned uh, Lamar Odom and Siakam is in this position where it's like Lamar Odom could be a good uh, player, you know, develop some of the things Siakam doesn't have Lamar Odom had agreed. Um, and Lamar Odom, you know, being able to come in for, Powell and play the power four with Bynum or be able to come, come in, in for, for Bynum. Bynum and play the four with Powell. That was extremely dynamic and won and hung banners. It, two, it hung two it's, banners so back to back. A, to back. And, uh, Serge is a guy that can be – he is in one of those great rotations um, along with, you know, just a great perimeter and uh, and a superstar like Kawhi. Um, and Serge is still a top five rim protector in the league, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, so at number five – well, who's your six? Surge. Oh, okay. Yeah. So number six, I got. Oh. Kev, I got K Love. Okay. Uh, All right. I I have him a little higher. Well, you had. I got. I still got. I still got Draymond coming up. So yeah, that makes sense. But Kevin Love, um, you know, 
what's not to say about Kevin Love? I mean, Listen, he, he's it's, a champion. It's been t- yeah, it's been tough. He's, he's had, a twenty and ten guy every year. Hurt. He's been hurt this season, but it's like when he's healthy and he is right now, he's the man. Yeah, everybody, you know, that team is completely all about Kevin Love. They love Kevin Love. Um, Minnesota loves Kevin Love. Cleveland loves him. Uh, he's a great player. He's a versatile player. One of the best rebounders the game's ever seen. Yeah, uh, a, a dominant twenty and ten guy, an NBA champ. Uh, no, I think. I think, way that, out there. I think that for me, we we talked about uh, Hall of Fame probability on the last episode, mm-hmm. and we were we were we were both kind of surprised at where Kevin Love's probability uh, ended up being. I think Kevin Love is one of those players you can't tell the history of the NBA without Kevin Love. No, I mean he he was just as much of a big three as as Boston and Miami were. Uh, yeah, to me, you know, Kyrie, him, Kyrie, and Kevin or de- LeBron. Yeah, definitely won that championship. And yeah. I mean, a lot of people will think it's the greatest comeback of all time. Uh, so it's it's uh you know he's part of that, and that's a good way to phrase it. You yeah. definitely can't tell the story of basketball without K Love. Yeah. So all right, at number five. I have uh, a player who hasn't played this year. He's been out since last, I believe, February or March. Uh, he tore his ACL. Yep. He was just traded from a big market to a, a big market. A big market. Not yeah. quite as big. Not quite as big. But Kristaps Porzingis, uh-huh. I have in my top five still. Yeah. Even Not, though he, he hasn't played, he has to be in the top five because, in my opinion, him. That's the unicorn. Oh, I was like, what are you, you doing? Have seen that? No. That's the unicorn. Um, him and Giannis are the future of the NBA because unlike Giannis, Kristaps has a shot already. Mm-hmm. He can shoot. Yeah, no, they're these those are the guys that kind of they're the window into the future for sure. Yeah. Um at number five, I got my guy. I've already I've I already defended him enough. I got Draymond. <laughs> um okay. Draymond ha- Draymond. Uh, Porzingis, both of those names were guys where like you could find excuses to bump them out of the top five, but no doubt for sure both those guys are in my top five. Um, yeah, Draymond, right. just taking a step back in production a little bit this year, but still suit just so pivotal for that team and so dynamic on the court. And then at number four, I have Kevin Love. All right, which is I respect it. I'm glad. It makes me feel good that he's the guy that you ranked <laughs> ahead of me because I'll take that. Out. Yeah. Um, who do you have it for? At number four, I got L.A. I got LaMarcus Aldridge. And I have him at three. Um, LaMarcus Aldridge, you know, it's tough to kind of, like, point out stuff with him, you know, statistically. because Listen, it, he's it still averaging 21 and 9. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. And which Shooting is, 50% from the field. Okay, so I guess statistically it isn't that hard. But I guess it's just because he's done it for so long. It's, well, it's not like anything that he hasn't done before. And I think I think there's so much credit that has to be given to LaMarcus for the way he adjusted last season mm-hmm. with Pop and that whole situation yeah, that occurred. Dude, he's he's... And wow. now with DeMar DeRozan coming into the fold, him adjusting to DeMar's style and still being able to put up the consistent numbers he's been putting up his yeah. entire career. Well, you know, and I'm, I actually had this conversation. Fuck, I don't even remember who it was, but I was like. It's probably it, Corey or Blake. It was big time went for me to, to see. I thought it was cool that LaMarcus made the exact like transition you made, but it was like. He played with B-Roy. Like, yeah. B-Roy is the, like... He played with Dame. Super, but, but I mean, B-Roy and DeMar... 
oh, are yeah. fucking clones. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're they're like six, seven, two guards, silky smooth offensive game, mid range, just and, and, and clutch, automatic. You know, clutch players, uh, competitors, um, and you know, kind of low key people. Um, but yeah, I I actually had that conversation. Like, Lamarcus played with a, a Demar already. Yeah. Um, and he was big time. I. It, Lamarcus has made a huge progress to me in my eyes throughout yeah. the NBA, and that's probably because when he came out, I didn't like him at all. I I was not. <laughs> I didn't think. I didn't think it was a good move. Um, just like trying to make him the star. Yeah. And obviously, I was wrong. <laughs> I remember that there was like one or two years where he was a snub before he got his first one. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, this is this guy. That's how. This is his career. You know, he's just gonna be that guy. That's kind of like lingers around the star mold but doesn't quite get it and he definitely got it and he's sustained it even longer than i thought yeah at all-star at all-star weekend uh this past weekend in charlotte he asked if he could do a jersey swap with anybody uh at, after the game uh he automatically was like dame yeah so yep. just tells you the kind of guy that lamarcus is yeah i think he's a guy that can fit with any team uh, uh, he's got that kind of game. He he can do whatever you want him to do. You can, yeah. He can be the pick and pop guy. He can be the mid range stretch guy. He can be. He can put his back to the basket if he needs to play a little center. Um, dude's a stud. Uh, at number three, my number three, you was your number five, Chris Stapps. And I got Chris Stapps. So um, then we got the same. The one, only two. Re- the only reason Chris Stapps is uh, number three is because he got hurt. That's the only reason. That's a, I mean. I don't have enough good things. I could I could talk good about Porzingis all night. Like, and it's just I don't if have he comes, bad to say about him. I love his game. I love the person he is and the way he's handled New York City, the way he's handled being an NBA superstar. Um, you know, he's fucked up. He's he, he's had. Uh, what, didn't he have that media blunder? Uh, oh, he did. He skipped his. Uh exit meeting yeah so yeah something stupid you know he's he's gone through it all so he skipped his exit meeting with phil jackson i think he's gonna uh he stood up phil jackson he's gonna get right back into it so i'm gonna keep him at number three right now well and chris Tapps, if he comes back healthy and comes back to being the player he was how like how Kawhi has come back him and luca we've we've talked about it at nauseum since the trade has happened Mm -hmm. him and luca are going to be unstoppable in dallas yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a match made in heaven. Um, Dallas won. They got the perfect player in uh, in the draft. They got the perfect player in trades, um, and that's what they do. You know what I mean? They don't they don't mess up. Mavericks is such a great Cuban's the man. Yeah, I mean I can't talk well enough about him. He's the best owner in the game. And uh, ever since is, Jerry what, Jerry Bus died, Dallas has always been. Uh, always been you know a comp- a competitor i think i've seen dallas miss the playoffs maybe twice since the 90s May- maybe only once yeah i don't even uh, i couldn't even tell you the last time the, the Mavericks missed the playoffs year. besides last year yeah. yeah and um to to have dirk and nash and not to have it's just perfect dirk man. and nash dirk and kid luca and chris Stapps. but it was dirk and nash that well, was, i know but i know kid was but those were special talents for Dallas. The international vibe they already have, yeah, um, and the fast pace shoot shoot them up like versatile kind of Euro style basketball. Um, it's perfect. Yeah. So this this means we have the same one two. Yeah, these guys are pretty dominant. 
I mean, Blake Griffin's at two. I'm assuming you have him and at Bla- two. Yep. And Blake Griffin held this crown for probably three, three, four years. I remember. Uh, I think of, until Anthony Davis came into the league. Yeah, one of my favorite times in basketball um, was right around the 2012, uh, 2012 USA team. One was. Uh, Caleb and Griffin were just like that was it the, was like Barkley and Malone for the position. It was like Dirk and Garnett and Duncan. You know, it yeah. was just like they were so good and they were and they were so good individually. They were on great teams. Um, they were up and coming. They were young, uh, twenty and ten, just monsters. You know, Blake Griffin had the the freak dunks, and Caleb was just like fifteen rebounding game guy. Yeah, uh, that was a good time. Yeah, I mean, Blake uh, in Detroit, he's been able to, I feel like, even up his game. Mm-hmm. He's even, added things to the bag. Yeah, even more than he did in uh, in his time as a Clipper. Uh, he's at twenty six point three points per game, eight point one rebounds per game, five point four assists, shooting thirty six and a half percent from three point, which yeah. is what he's added. Yeah, and that's to his all, game. I think that's only going to go up because he's like a superstar. So his confidence is ultra high, um, and the more he shoots, the more that confidence is going to go. And with the confidence and the repetition, I think makes are going to come. Yeah, and then obviously Ants number one. Yeah, number one, Anthony Davis. It's it goes without saying. I mean, he's averaging twenty eight points per game, thirteen rebounds a game, four point two assists. He's shooting fifty percent from the field. Um, it's just really unfortunate that he is going, he put himself in the position that he did with his team to where his team doesn't want to play him and he's only probably going to play 25 minutes a game, going to sit out the entire fourth quarter, probably sit out second of back to backs for the rest of the season to where fans aren't going to see the best power forward in the game play on a nightly basis. And he's... And he's like, he's got this crown so notched up that he's kind of like, now I'm like, am I the best player in the game? Yeah, I think he's he's definitely in that he's mix in that conversation of, now. He's in the mix with with all those guys with Giannis and, and KD and LeBron because you know, Ant Davis is one of the faces of the league. Because I think I would say the only twenty and ten power forward in the game, which and he's got and he's also on the brink of something else uh, historic. There's only been four guys um, since Chamberlain, so it was like, I think it was like 40 years. There's only been four guys that averaged 27 and 13. No, he's at 12.9 rebounds a game right now. So he doesn't technically have it. Oh, um, sorry, I rounded up a point. But if he get, but well, no, but I'm just saying, if he gets to, uh, if he gets to 27, 13, only Moses Malone and Shaq are the only two players to ever do that. Damn. So um, he's. Those yeah. weren't even the first two players I thought of. Well, and the, you know what else is crazy is Joel Embiid's on pace to do it too. <laughs> so we, Jeez. there's been two in the last forty years, and I think there might be two this year. Shaq's been Shaq has been on looking for thirty and fifteen. His whole like his whole commentate like yeah. probably his whole commentating career. I've always t- heard about this all oh, about Dwight and Bynum. All oh, thirty and fifteen, do thirty yeah. and fifteen, and then come talk to me. <laughs> I think I think someone's Aunt, gonna do it. Aunt and Joel might be the ones. So, I would say there are probably five players in the NBA right now that you could say are the, like, future of the NBA. Mm-hmm. And two are on this list. One is a small forward and two are centers. 
Yeah. Jokic? No. Embiid and who? It's Embiid, Cat. What was the other side? Cat. Oh, fuck Cat. Cat lost, lost the NBA people with that practice scenario. That really. All right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I, I think Cat really took an L right there. Like that, but that he's L's, come back from it no, he, with, he, on the court and, with his play. And he has. And, and, we'll t- and a lot of players have like D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. Took a big time L and came yeah. back strong. But <sighs> Cat was on this list. To me, Cat was on this list. And it's just like it take. That's why p- this is the kind of thing why people take Kobe and Mike. Over, over Jordan Le- or LeBron, Kobe yeah. and Mike over LeBron because these players that are known to be just straight up killers like Jimmy yeah. Butler, you know, Cat took an L on that one. And, yeah, for sure. And on whether it shouldn't mean that because this shit probably happens all the time. It's the court of public but opinion. The the people know now. <laughs> yeah. The people know. The people know that they got ran off the court by third stringers. There's blood, there's blood in the water. Jimmy Butler took one shot. In the All Star, what? No, in that practice. Oh. Uh, Oh, Jimmy Butler? Yeah. You remember us talking about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. The next practice? No, the practice he punked everybody when he took the third stringers. Oh, he, he took, took one, one shot. shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a t- and they still won. Yeah, and they yeah, still I ran everybody out the court. I got what you're saying. Like an actual like basketball shot. I get what you're saying. Yeah. But, no, it's like AD, Giannis, Chris Stapps, yeah. Joel. Ben Simmons, kind of, even though I'm not a big fan of his game. Yeah. He's the kind of player that's coming. Yeah, but all right. So, want to run through one through twenty? Yeah, I'll uh, run through it quick. Uh, we got yeah. Ant Davis, Blake Griffin, Chris Stapps, Lamarcus Aldridge, Draymond, then Caleb, Serge, Paul Millsap, Aaron Gordon, and Demontis Sabonis. Then we got Nikola Mirotic, Kyle Kuzma, John Collins, Laurie Markin, and Montrez Harrell, followed by Pascal Siakam, Derek Favors, Marcus Morris, Thad Young, and Marvin Bagley the third. All right, and then for me, I keep on for some reason I keep on saying uh, Siakam, but Siakam. Yeah, Siakam. All right, for me, I got one Ant Davis, two Blake Griffin, three Lamarcus Aldridge, four Kevin Love, five Kristaps Porzingis, six Serge Ibaka, asterisk seven Kyle Kuzma, asterisk eight Lowry Markkinen, <laughs> asterisk nine Draymond Green. All those people are just <laughs> ten Aaron Gordon. 11, Nikola Mirotic, 12, Pascal Siakam, 13, John Collins, 14, Paul Millsap, 15, Montrezl Harrell, 16, Marvin Bagley III, 17, DeMontis Sabonis, 18, Thaddeus Young, 19, Jabari Parker, 20, Marcus Morris. But, all right, with that, that wraps up this episode of the TSK Show. Next week, next year. Well, no, next week we're doing the centers. No, well, I mean, for power forwards. Yeah. Oh, actually, never mind. One last dance. Yeah, bye. One last dance. We're not D Wade. <laughs> we are with this five position organization bullshit. Shout out to uh, Jordan Carlson for getting the D Wade tour shirt. That, I know. That's pretty God, sick. That is such a sick shirt. I love that. Yeah. So uh, next week we got the centers. Do the top 20 centers. This be is a cool poster, too. All the dates. Yeah, that'd be, be dope. a cool D Wade poster. A uh, lot, of, lot of good names we're going to discuss next week. Centers is going to be fun. Yeah. Set. Shooting guards and small for uh, shooting guards and power forwards were a dud. Yeah, it's because those are the those are the positions that have <laughs> suffered. In they, they, this don't, positionless they don't exist. Basketball. Any, they don't exist anymore. You're the point. You're the center. You're you're the wing. Or you're the wing. Yeah. All right. With that, that wraps up this episode of the TSK Show. Don't forget, you can find us at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholki. 
All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in keyword TSK show in the search bar. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us as well. We are also now on Anchor. Just go to anchor.fm slash TSK show or download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android. We appreciate you all so much for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of the TSK show. Peace. Peace.